Hello and welcome back to Access Point. This is episode number nine. This week, Stuart and I are going to be talking about what's been going on in the world of games and also what we've been playing this week. So, first of all, good morning, Stuart. Good morning, and how are you? I am wonderful. Let's leave it at wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, I think you were ill last week, and I've been ill this past week, as has everybody in my household. And we are, and I say this literally, awaiting PCR test results, having had the swabs down the throat and the nose yesterday. So we're all... uh, waiting before we can go out. So hopefully there's no background noise of children running around and general kerfuffle because it's been it's been like that for the last 48 hours. But we have had video games for company, which is uh which is wonderful. That is a joy to behold. So so yeah. You've been we've got a mixture of actually quite a mix of games that we both played this week and strangely enough neither of us know any of the games that the other person's played. We've not heard of either of them. So that's going to be an interesting uh, collection. Yeah, it's one of the feedbacks as well that we've had throughout the first eight episodes is this kind of play off the games that we have played, we've both played and haven't played, seems to be working quite well, which is, I, I think it's a, it's a good little introduction to both of our tastes and things that we, we get up to. So Yeah, and that's part of the joy of doing it, wasn't it? Because, so, you know, I, we could just talk about the same games that we both play, but, you know, where's the fun in that? Yeah. I want to I find some new games as well. So Yeah, as again, this podcast is all about indie game discoverability. So not just indie game, that's that's my other hat on, because I've certainly been playing a lot mm. more AAA or AA games than I have of late, which this podcast has afforded me to do. So happy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, let's move into some, we've got a couple of news items this week. Um, now, first of all, I was, actually, I was going to start with the Evercade news, but I, I expect that's going to be slightly longer. So let's just, first of all, let's start with the interesting article that you <laughs> That you found was that Mario Kart 8 was the best selling mm-hmm. box game in the UK in the last week. Still, yes, it's still so. This is why we're not getting Mario Kart 9 anytime yeah, soon. Stop it, it's all your fault. People are, stop, stop. People are still buying <laughs> Mario Kart 8, and and well, why not? It's yeah. such an amazing game, and all these people picking up their new switches, the OLED one. Um, obviously, we've just had the Black Friday as well, so I guess a whole dump a truckload of the new hardware has hit people's um, uh, doormats coming through the, the door via Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. But that game, I've had so much fun playing it as a family, friends, but I can't really play it anymore with my two children. Oh. Because they beat me. Oh, God. Oh. And I'm trying. Oh. I am trying to win. And it's not like the old doing the dad thing of, you know, yeah, you let the kids close. win because you let them win. <laughs> it's close. Oh, pull back. No, no. It's now got to the point where they're bored playing me because I'm no longer any challenge to them because particularly my eldest, he knows all the shortcuts, he knows all of the tricks, and he does this little eye roll when he's playing me (laughs) as if to say, would you just try? This is not fun anymore. So we we, we humour him and we play every now and again. But I can't wait for as and when the new one comes, but it's not going to come anytime soon simply because everybody's still buying it. Well, I think the the thing with Mario Kart, I think it's one of the... For me, it's probably the the best long running series for quality. I can't think of anything else that has been so good. I would happily play the first mm-hmm. Mario Kart right now, and I'd have just as much fun as I did back then, and just as much fun as yeah. I did playing eight. 
there's no drop off. I mean, okay, some of them weren't quite as good, you know, with some systems they had running and stuff. But overall, the quality is so good on those games. I love them. It just doesn't get old as well. Yeah. E even though you'd think you played it for hundreds of hours, I can easily just pick it up and play. Yeah. It, it was like when I went back to the Wii the other week. Everything just felt fresh, and it feels fresh every time I pick it up. And I, now I will always play as Dry Bones. I just, I just have to. I don't know why, but it just kind of resonates with me, that character, which probably says something about me. And uh, it's, it's just fun for all the family, and we often go around. Every now and again, when I see my folks, they'll, they'll come around and they'll pick it up as well. It's a game, honestly, that just keeps on giving. And, I mean, we'll probably be playing it when, you know, Mario Kart 9. I'd love to see what that's going to look like, because I assume it's in production at some point. But, yeah. you know, it's it's not going to come out anytime soon. Well, I mean, it's like the, the new Mario Kart that came out, the one with the uh, sort of AR, augmented reality track. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. was, it's just, that was really cool, but I can see why it's just completely died because it, it's so limited with people who've got, who's got that much space and wood floors everywhere? No one's got that. No one in the UK. No. Outside of the UK, where the US, where you've got you know, acres of house where yeah. we bless us in the UK by uh, Thatcher's regulations in the, in the eighties meant everything had to be the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we've got it and we've had fun playing with it, but the most fun actually was when the cat just started chasing after Mario and started to try and pat and bash this little Mario Kart up, which was more fun than actual playing the game. But uh, <laughs> it, it I suspect it'll end up on eBay before Christmas so we can get rid of it. Yeah, I can see a lot, a lot of them going that way, to be honest. It's a cool idea, though. It was really cool and unique. I did like the fact the way they did that. That was very mm. nice. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Mario Kart 8, still uh, still rocking the charts. So, well done. Well done to them. Yeah. And, uh, I, I got I so, complaints. So, tell us about your recent delivery, because this is something I know a little bit about, but not as much as you. So, over to you. Yeah, this is the Evercade VS, um, which is a new console. Now, the idea of this console is that it they have licenses for game like franchises or publishers or, or whatever they get licenses for, and they put them on actual cartridges. Imagine that, Stuart. Actual physical mm -hmm. cartridges with all these games on. Some have got five on. I mean, some have got 12 on. Who would have, <laughs> who would have physical copies? I mean, maniacs. Um, <laughs> so they license these games, put them on cartridges, and sell them as like a little pack of like, you know, like the uh, Intellivision pack, and you get the 12 games. Okay, on. yeah. Um, and the, now the console holds two cartridges as well, so none of that swapping. So you can actually load in two cartridges and have a stack of games already loaded right. in. Right, so that's the equivalent of the old in-car CD changes. Yeah, you exactly. six CDs, and <laughs> yes. you thought life had never been as bad. I'm never going to finish all these music songs. This is amazing. Six CDs, but two games. Get, yeah. yeah, wow. So you, You've seen the future. That's it. So you put two cartridges in, no, great. Uh, it's got four controller connections at the front, so you can for multiplayer. Um, okay. And then they also sell a handheld version. Now I've seen this. This is why I know about yeah. it because I've there's a few people I follow on Twitter who have been very vocal in their support of this piece of hardware. Yeah. So so the handheld holds the same cartridges. Ah, wow. That's that's a good uh, selling point. Yeah. yeah. And the next amazing bit is that the handhelds can be connected to the console and used as controllers. So Ooh. you don't have to buy new controllers. So if you've got the handhelds, you can just use them as controllers. Okay. Or, or my, my console came with two controllers. Um, are they wired um, controllers or Bluetooth? They are wired. Just oh, okay. a USB on the end. Fair enough. Fine. Old yeah. school analog. So, and you, 
Yeah, and you get two cables to connect your handhelds for the up in the box, so you can connect up four. So really cool, really nice. Um, but it kind of harps back to I think it was the last last episode we were talking about the physical copy of games mm -hmm. and how I'm really moving away from the sort of digital stuff as much as I can. You're moving back towards um, the physical. Yeah, I, I kind of am, and. Like I said, with the Game Pass, I'm almost thinking about cancelling it now, because now I just see it as a it's a, a it's like a demo reel for me now. That's all it is, because I don't want to buy any games that I have to start and then they disappear. I'm like, oh, mm. I have to buy it again anyway now. So this is a really cool. If you like the physical games, there's loads of like retros, Atari. There's uh, um, all sorts of collections, but they also support indie developers and they will port indie games onto the cartridges. So Again, one of my favourite indie games was Tanglewood um, from yeah. Big Evil Corp. Um, and he actually released Tanglewood on the Evercade. So it's got its own cartridge. Brilliant. So you can actually buy the physical cartridge of the game, pop it in and play it on the handheld or now the console. So the console is new. It's only just come out. I ordered it back in May, believe it or not. Was it, <laughs> 21st was it, of May I ordered it. Was it this. a Kickstarter? What, Evercade? No, the, uh, the, your, your new piece of hardware. It wasn't, was it? Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. If you go to uh, either evercade.co.uk or I think they're sold via Funstock. Okay. Um, and they'd done a limited edition black version uh, for like the Founders Edition, which is the one I ordered in May. And it came like two days ago, 28th of November. So I've waited a fair while for it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful piece of hardware. Really, really nice to, to sort of... And it's, it's like a size of a preview box okay so it'll, it'll go under my desk without causing too much chaos cool. um yeah so if you like the physical cartridges and you like sort of retro games and indie games new indie games then it's definitely a way to go forward um really interested to see which indie developers actually move their game over to it i'll have to have a look at that it, it's funny you mentioning the retro side of things because i have a love dislike relationship with many things retro and I think it all comes back to a time when the, the games, they looked a certain way, they played a certain way, simply because they, they weren't very long, so they made them very, very hard. And yeah. I can just still remember the first day I had with the Mega Drive. It was on my birthday. I can't remember which birthday, but getting Altered Beast. And that Altered game Beast, I still sticks in my mind as being this absolutely appalling walk-along kick, walk-along... Dreadful, yeah. And I didn't like it either. I just think retro, I don't think the games have aged particularly. Well, I mean, it's retro, that's the point. But I kind of get how they look, how they feel, how they play. But for me, I just don't have that too much enjoyment linked into the old retro side of things. But maybe this is something I should pick up and have a look at. And Well, the fact that there's new games there's going on new it, games. That's what, this that's is what it. makes it appealing to me. Because I've got retro stuff behind me. I don't need another console that just plays retro no, you, stuff. But the fact... Listeners... There are all of the consoles on display here in this, uh, <laughs> again, a wonderfully visual gag, which just doesn't work. Yeah. But I can see GameCubes, I can see Wiis, I can see absolutely everything. Yeah. Is there it's a first-generation PlayStation there as well? Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere down... Yeah, down I've got anybody. all of mine yeah. still. They're all up in the loft. We got the PlayStation 3 out the other day, the day one edition with the 60-gig hard drive, which well, apparently is worth... Block, isn't it? It's apparently worth something, but uh, well, the first I think the first one is when you could uh, install Linux and stuff on it, it's wasn't it? Got you could full actually do that. back cap capability yeah. as well with the PlayStation One and PlayStation Two. So we fire that up occasionally and look at some of the games from the PlayStation era. 
Going back to play uh, Metal Gear Solid is always funny. Oh, so hard. Snake, snake. <laughs> it's just constant. And I was, I was never any good at or interested in playing stealth games as well, which is people have always taken a mickey out of me for not liking Dishonored or Dishonored 2, where everybody I'm, to a person says these are the greatest games ever. You're wrong for disliking yeah. them. I'm not patient enough. I can't wait. I don't want to wait. I just want to jump in. I always do that. I always ruin it. Like Snake, I'm always just sprinting through the middle to see if I can get through them. I can't, Which is I can't be bothered. One of the reasons why I really enjoy Deathloop so much from the same yeah, yeah. publishers, because yeah, you yeah. could play it guns blazing or stealth. So I could kind of mix yeah. and match, and in the end, I'd end up opening up with the, the two weapons and firing a Kimbo. But at least <laughs> there's the opportunity to, to go and to do that. But yeah, that's an interesting little piece of hardware there i'm gonna i'm gonna go and look at it i don't think i'll go and buy it for now but it's something i'll add to the to buy list at some point in the future it, yeah it's definitely worth keeping an eye on to see who's developing for it because again it, it can only live on really if people are still creating new content for it yep agreed um, and and they are and uh, so pretty cool to check it out the links will be in the show notes if mm -hmm. you're interested now as we have quite a few games to uh cover today um which again funny because we thought we'd, we we weren't gonna have many games to talk about but yeah i mean this december is there's <laughs> not but i mean there, there are some great looking new games still coming out i wouldn't say it's the strongest month of the year but then again it's december so it's following off from the triple a's launching although again i i've stopped playing all of the triple a's that i was playing i've put down call of duty and that's in its box probably waiting okay. to be i just didn't gel with it long term and Having actually dipped into Halo again, the multiplayer, I think oh, I did. did. You, I think I did you a disservice two or three episodes ago. <laughs> and I it's, don't mind. It's put me in mind of playing Halo again for the first time because the multiplayer, say, compare it with the Call of Duty, it's just that little bit slower, and I think it's more refined and it's less of a visceral, just you know, it's all in twenty seconds later, you're dead. There seems to be an element of finesse going on here, and I think the weapons are really strong as well, and I've just enjoyed playing multiplayer again, and I haven't enjoyed yeah. doing that for an absolute age. So I've spent a lot of time this week. Actually, it's not even in the script. I haven't written this down. I can see you're reasonably surprised looking at your... Oh, I had no idea. I thought that and Halo chat was dead and buried. No, I, I can't wait for the campaign, which kicks off relatively soon as well, having seen oh. the previews that, that are online. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And I agree that the multiplayer has been... I've had great fun. Yeah. Uh, I had to chuckle actually, as well in the chat. Occasionally I'd listen to people. And you know that the age-old thing of doing that thing when you stand over somebody and bob up and down? I'm, I'm not going to give it the name that everybody knows it as. But yes. you get people going, why, why are you doing this? What's And there's a huge <laughs> age gap with the people that you know you're playing against, teenagers, people in their 20s, but more importantly, people in their late 30s and 40s who are going back into Halo and remembering, you know, I Ooh, yeah. didn't think, yeah, three, two episodes ago, wherever we had Ben and Dan on, I yeah. didn't appreciate actually how good it is. So I've had a bit of a revelation this week. So I need to apologize for you on that one. It's all right. I can take it. It's all right. I'm, I'm usually the awkward one. So I'm I, still okay. awful at it. Uh, I, for some, yeah, but I, that's the thing. It doesn't really matter. I don't care. I'm not great at multiplayer games at all. I'm always the, the last I just love playing them. But I have no issue as well. The, the KD ratio and stuff like that, I do. Yeah. I couldn't care less. People are saying, oh, I don't wow. even look. 
I've got a KD ratio of four to one. I was like, well, mine says zero to five. I don't know. <laughs> well, did I actually kill anybody or eliminate them? As I think it was called in the new Call of, Eliminate, call yeah. of Duty. It's not kills or deaths anymore. It's eliminations. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, well, I played a lot it. of Halo. Did play a lot of Halo. Yeah. yeah, well, I've played a fair bit. Okay, well, after that surprising Halo start there, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, um, I came at, That you... was definitely out of the box there. I didn't even think I was going to talk about it too. I just thought I'd, <laughs> I'd drop that one in there. But I mean... I've also been playing a lot of an older game, which has come out. It's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It is well known. So I didn't think a review was going to happen. And I kind of wish I had, but I've been playing a lot of Psychonauts 2. Ah, okay. Yes. I've played some of that. Yeah. So we know this is from Tim Schafer. So, I mean, it's our gaming youth there. Monkey Island, Full Throttle. We, we both grew up with those games, the LucasArts oh. Point and Click where yep. I just remember, you know, some of the times the, the things you had to do were just so random that you basically just brute forced it just to yeah, get it fixed. You'd never, you'd never guessed it in a million years. No, absolutely not. But I've, I've really adored playing this game because I think, so Tim is the only, I'm, I'm calling him Tim as if we're on first name terms. Uh, you're, so you're, your buddy. We are, yeah, yeah like, like this. He's the only credited writer on the game. So if he has sat himself in a room for the best part of, three, six months or so to pull all this together. I think it's... Is he uh, really? Yeah, well, if he has, it's a stunning achievement. And I, I've heard people as well liken this game to the um, animation version of The Simpsons or a game like Future... Uh, sorry, a, a show like Futurama, whereby it works across all levels. Kids can get it at certain elements, but they're not going to get absolutely everything. And I think... Having played it with my eldest, I mean, this is a, uh, an age seven game. There is so much going on here that kind of makes me think this is absolutely adorable. I loved the script. I loved how everything was put together. And what really impressed me was the gameplay in as much as the gameplay tells much of the story rather than cutscenes or things that's handed to you on a plate. And it's done across yeah. the levels where you are, I mean, you're going into other people's brains to basically help them come to terms with their own their own lives and their own things that they've done in the past. But it's all very Inception as well, the film kind of based. And I think it is an utter incredible piece of work. Clunky in places, particularly some of the boss battles. But as a whole piece yeah. of work, it doesn't feel as if that lets it, it down. I think it's... Uh, a fabulous sort of look into an older generation as well. Many of the characters in it are slightly older. And for me, it works so well, whereas old people normally in games are all about, you know, it allows the younger protagonist to go ahead and do stuff, where the focus here is on people's, their lives, what they've been up to, and coming to terms with their past life. So for me, Psychonauts 2 is probably one of the better games of the year. Whether or not I'm going to add it to my indies, I'm not sure, because, you know, it's it's Psychonauts too. It's Tim, but I think it is one of the best games I've played in 2021. And I picked up, yeah. I picked it up late, but I did pick it up on Game Pass. So I'm not going to be throwing in my subscription just yet. But I will end up buying it on physical as and when that happens, because I'm sure it will. Yeah, I, again, I played it on Game Pass as well, and that is one of the reasons I haven't thrown it in yet. Uh, when I leave my my current job, I will do. But in the minute, I'll keep it. And uh, I totally agree with because the. It's the feeling of I'm all, I'm excited to see when you sort of obviously like I said you're going into diff, 
people's minds to discover stuff. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming next. Yeah. It could be absolutely anything. I mean, that's what's so good. And it's so vibrant. Everything's put together. It is psychedelia yeah. at its at yeah. its best. But the levels as well, particularly, oh, it's not spoilery to say, but the, the level when it's all set in the hospital and it's almost like uh, you're gambling. It's like the healthcare system in some ways is gambling, you know, a bit of politics yeah. there. But that just works so well. And the set, and the cook-off section where you're all kind of doing battles and ending up having to slice and dice various sorts of vegetables and things and get it get it all put together. Very clever. Very, yeah. very beautifully all done. And again, I just love the lack of cutscenes. Or you could just play it as a platformer and not really pay attention to any of this. And you, like I said, you can just run and jump, hit stuff, chase stuff. You can still do all that if you don't really want to read everything. Yeah. So, like I said, there's so many levels to it. You for, could really go deep into it. For me, it's the best 3D platformer I've played in many years. And I include the, the new Mario on the Switch. I think it's just personally because of the story and it's not just aimed at the, the youth. It's a definite no. aimed at the people with slightly more advanced years that it just gels as a cohesive piece I've, I've adored playing it and will no doubt play it again many times over yep i'm with you i agree um so you've got a couple of more games you've played and these are two games i have no idea about so do you, do you want to introduce what two you've been playing yeah i've been playing a game uh moncage or moncage it's definitely not moncage that's definitely a main but it's it's a puzzle game, and the idea here is that it's uh, the title refers to two different words, which is a montage and a cage. So they've kind of put the two together, and so far on Steam, it's doing reasonably well with the reviews. I think looking at it a few moments yep. before joining, it was overwhelmingly positive. And it is. I'm looking now. It is. Yeah. I heard about this game, and we played it over the weekend just gone, where we had we had a good old fashioned storm here it went up to storm force 10 so we didn't oh, go out me. anywhere so we were just batting down the hatches and stayed in and it's all a puzzle game and it's a puzzle game about perspectives and about changing your view on how you look at things mm -hmm. and having done so you can then adjust how the uh, the view is which therefore leads you on to the the story and you kind of bring some light into this you toggle this that here or there it's a blending of styles that in places is a little obtuse. And I think you have to look at, you have to really think outside the box as cliched as that sounds, but there are in-game hints. So if you get too stuck, you can click on a button. It'll say, yeah, okay, here's what you should think about doing. But in terms of a puzzler, I don't think it's going to break the mold and doing anything too new, but we enjoyed playing it and we played it again in kind of fake cat, couch co-op all of us sitting around working together yeah. as a team which often works really well and we've thoroughly enjoyed playing mon cage which um i can looks, again thoroughly recommend it does look very clever it is clever i would, li I would like to try yeah it does look very clever in um, some places again, too clever but right, okay yeah i think it's one of those games that'll end up sitting below many people's radars when it should be up at the pointy end of the puzzlers that i've played this year so again People, if you haven't seen that, I thoroughly recommend it. And there'll be some links down in the uh, the show notes to get these games. Yeah, I think I'll check that out. That does look good. But what about you? You've been playing a lot of, um, uh, you've done your indie. Uh, it's an indie booth. Indie booth, yes. Which I joined you on briefly last Friday. Yeah. Which was really yeah, interesting I had to see. 
Yeah, I had an indie booth. Um, well, first of all, I, a game I mentioned a couple of weeks ago called um, Chromatic Cube. Yeah, which is a, a ridiculously hard, just left and right on the on the keyboard to to avoid obstacles mm -hmm. game, and where you have to survive for sixty seconds to get to the next level. If, you, if anyone doesn't yeah. remember that, um, and I thought oh, I'm never going to play this again. You know, I got frustrated. Not going to play it again. But I've been using it as a reward for myself to have another go. So when I've like been editing a video, once I've finished the section, I'm like, let me just see if I can do 60. Let me just see how far I can get. So I just tab back into it, have a couple of goes. I'm like, all right, I'm frustrated again. Go back to editing. <laughs> so I'm actually really enjoying Chromatic Cube. That really. sounds like a good way of, of playing those sort of games. We just dip in <laughs> yeah. and out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had the, the virtual indie booth. And again, five games that we had. Like I said, every week, the, the quality. Um, so the first game, I'm not going to go over all five games because we'll be here forever. Um, you can check it out on my YouTube channel if you want to see it. You can rewatch it all. Um, there was three games that I really wanted to, to highlight. Mm. And one was called Kareen. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is with a K. Okay, so Kareen is like a, it's kind of like an isometric puzzle game where you move from like dungeon to dungeon, you know, as it were. But it's like hand-drawn, how do I explain? Hand-drawn character art. It's so unique looking. It's gorgeous looking. Um, and you're just going from dungeon to, to dungeon, solving puzzles to unlock doors, you know, battling enemies. But it's just so nicely done. And the sound design is gorgeous on it. Really, it feels like a piece of art. Ah, uh, there we go. What, the sound in itself? No, just the whole thing game together it okay. feels like it's a an artist has created this character in this world and they've just got beautiful sound to go with it mm. and it really it's just really nice it's really how do i say anymore so you you had the developers it's, on the show as well yeah we like i said it's part of the rules of the show okay you have to have the developer in the show so the, they, they came along asked the questions about um some of the things that was on screen um there's a nice little some nice mechanics about you know like when the puzzles on the floor where you have to match the symbols to go to the next step and all classic sort of puzzly stuff mm. but it's just been really nice I just wanted to highlight that people should check out Kareem definitely I think I've probably played too many puzzle games and it's the genre whenever I cover on the, the indie game channel yeah. it's the one that does always the worst and other people I've spoken to in the past have said exactly the same thing Oh, really? People are finding that, you know, the, the Metroidvanias always get great coverage so do the roguelikes but sometimes as soon as you get puzzles you end up going, oh, no, thanks, not for me. Oh, interesting. Okay, well. But I've got some puzzlers this year that are definitely in the top 10 games of the year. It's been a really good year for for kind of head-scratching, wonder what I have to do here, let's think about this. <laughs> Hence why I did enjoy uh, Moncage from earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've got to be in the right frame of mind for it as well. Yeah. And I suppose we've all been sat at home a lot. <laughs> Well, we, we have over the past two years, and goodness knows how much longer that's going to go on. But we mustn't yeah. we mustn't go back into that. Uh, no, into no. That. Come back. Come back to the light. Yeah. Well, the next game I wanted to point out was a game called Raccoony. Now, believe it or not, this is about a raccoon. Okay. Uh, it, and it's basically... Interesting it's title. Like a Zelda. It's, it's like, like a, a Zelda. Zelda, Zelda. And so much so that the uh, the uh, run file was called Zelda Project. So, I mean, no. there's no hiding it. <laughs> That's but, outrageous. But, I mean, but, you might as well put it out there. If that's what you've done, then just call it that because you're going to get called out at some point. So Yeah, I mean, go. they're not hiding them. It, it's, a, it's, a, 
here's a throwback to Zelda games. It looks wonderful again. I mean, the, the team is about eight, eight or nine strong, so it's a hefty team for for an indie game. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you like your Zelda style RPG running around, you know, going around a village. It does you know, look uh, very help. classical. I'm looking at it now. There's everything yeah. here that they've just gone. <laughs> right, this is Zelda.exe export. There we go. <laughs> yeah, if you you know help the farmer collect the carrots, you know, you're making the, the soup for him, you know, you are helping all the, the villagers to solve the mystery of the of the of the world. Oh blimey. Classic. You know, it's it's gorgeous. It looks lovely. I had good fun. I found a football in the grass. I was playing with that in the game. Just stupid great fun. Highly recommend Raccoonia. Really nice. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to point out was a game called Stranded. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do know this one. Yeah. Um, just incredible. Like, um, it's almost like a cyberpunk 80s style Metroidvania. But the animation, incredible. The artwork is incredible. Again, I don't know how any of these are indies. I don't know how people do it. Running, jumping, solving puzzles, standard stuff. In your... it's, again, it does look it visually really oh. impressive. So this is from just a couple of folks, is it? Yeah, I don't know who the developers are, but they, again, they were in the chat again, as, as they always are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had great fun playing it. It's just really, really nicely done. Um, I, it's hard to because I've only played fifteen minutes of these. Obviously, these are only yeah. fifteen minute playthroughs of each game, so I can't say too much because all I can say is my reaction when I played it, and it looks gorgeous. Plays super smooth. Um, and I think everybody, if you like platformer Metroidvanias, then you're going to love this. It's gorgeous. All the links are in the show notes. There we go. So, I mean, I played I one other game I think I'd like to talk about today was I played it on Sunday, Sunday evening. I put a tweet out on my app, Get Indie Gaming on Twitter, simply oh, yes. saying, okay, Sunday evening, I've got two hours to play. Can anybody recommend me a game I can complete from start to finish in under two hours? So I had some really great suggestions some i'd seen before many i hadn't and the one that struck me the first and the most was a game called descent vector space runner so at the moment there's only one or two reviews of it on steam and it is a delightful it's short i mean i didn't quite finish it so i didn't quite stick to the brief of playing a game from start to finish in under two hours (laughs) But it, it's a kind of a free runner that you are tasked with making your way through space, really. And it, it's just delightfully put together. It's um, procedurally generated. And I think a lot of care and a lot of effort has been put into it, with sadly very few people so far having picked it up. And it's deceptively challenging. And the ramp up mm. in difficulty starts off, as you'd expect with these free runners, easy enough. And then suddenly within... Minutes. I wouldn't say it's a spike in difficulty. It's very linear. It gets difficult and harder and harder as you progress. But to the end, it's like every good free runner that you can't necessarily blink whilst playing because you'll end up crashing and you'll end up having to start again. And it's that level of concentration, which I really kind of enjoy up to the point where my contact lenses are trying to pull themselves <laughs> off my eyeballs. Yeah, you haven't blinked for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So this is a really deceptively... I mean, you'd look at it and go, well, you know, it looks pretty. How does it play? But it really does play out very pleasingly. And yeah. there's campaigns, there's challenges. I only ever played so far the, the campaign. But it's something I do need to go back and finish because I think the sense of achievement there will be will be pretty interesting to get hold of. So that's Descent Vector. Yeah. 
Space Runner. Does look nice. Mm. I mean, it actually reminds me of Chromatic Cube. It's the same idea. It's the same idea, exactly. Yeah. Just things coming at you and you're just dodging them, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but this looks obviously super snazzy. It does. The super <laughs> snazzy is a great way of explaining it. <laughs> yeah, very nice. I like it. Well, I think that about covers all the games and all the news that we've we've covered this week. Yeah, so we're heading off into December. So there's still some interesting looking games coming up. Um, the day we're recording this, my best of December video goes live. So you'll be able to see that by popping over to the Get Indie Game channel over on YouTube. But we're also heading into Game of the Year territory. So no doubt you and I are putting our thoughts together for that. Um, yep. We're going to be doing a Game of the Year episode here on the Access Point podcast, and I'll be doing my own on Get Indie Gaming, and I suspect you'll be doing something similar too. Yeah, I've got a little um, a list, a document full of games that I'm trying to narrow down. And, and uh, Yeah, I've got a long on. list of 20 that I'm going to... I think I know what the top 10 are. I just need to gather my thoughts together and really think about putting something down to do a... I think I want to do an extra special episode of my game of the year this year make Ooh. it a kind of a full kind of feature length i say feature but you know 25 minutes half an hour of commentary reviews yeah. rather than just doing again a, a repeat of the uh, the pr pitch from the steam pages so uh, add some add some more thought and and uh, yeah opinion which seems to go down yeah. quite well they're always nice uh, but it's amazing how many games do you forget came out this year i'm looking at my list going that was that this year mm -hmm. oh my god i completely forgot about that yeah so there's been a couple of games that have sneaked on that list because i completely forgot about them they're in like february again it was a, a psychonauts i missed i missed that when it first came out and i don't know why but having played it again and really enjoyed it it's on the long list whether it makes it into the top 10 i'm not sure again it'll be whether or not it's indie depending on what yeah. uh, we talk about yeah, it depends which show you put it on. If yeah. it's not India, come on here. I keep, yeah, that's the I keep playing with the idea of a rebrand in the new year where I drop the indie and start something to, yeah. new because it means I can talk about a wider I've... branch of things. <laughs> and I've spoken to you about this in the past. I've I've been advised by YouTube uh, people that, you know, you've got your niche, which is the indie gaming, well done. If you want to grow much bigger, you need to drop that side of things. So we're having conversations here as to what we do. So this is not a revelation, not in this podcast. I'm not saying get indie gaming, no. the name will change. It's just something that I've been I've been thinking of because it allows me to talk about other things. And again, to differentiate myself above others that are doing similar things. Yeah, it's, it's, it is hard to balance up, definitely. Um, well, I've, uh, again, if you want to see the, uh, the Evercade, I did an unboxing video, my first ever unboxing video. So that's my latest video. Excellent. Uh, I have seen this. Out. Yeah, I ch I've checked Just it out. It was shiny. It's uh, all shiny and new. Un unbox therapy. Yeah, I thought I'm, I'm going to unbox it. I may as well film it. So, because, uh, you know, it's a limited edition. There's not many of them around. I've so never done an un unboxing video. I'm supposed to. I was asked to do one because I got sent a couple of special editions recently for the Gris game, Gris or. <laughs> and um, I need to do a little bit more coverage on that because that, again, that was a fabulous game. And to have a physical copy, I'm really, really excited about. Okay, well, if you want to contact the show, you can head to accesspoint.gg. There's a contact form on there. There's there is. A bio. And we're getting, some, wanna... we're getting a fair bit of feedback over on the, the website as well. And we had a developer who's in the first round of Playdate games get in touch saying they'd like to have a, a quick chat with us at some point. 
and all come all that came via the uh, the website accesspoint.gg so we'll be following that up in the weeks and months ahead so thank you for listening mm. and thank you for all the contacts and reviews we'll get around to reading some more reviews out because they're, they're trickling in now so thank you very much we do appreciate it really do any if uh, it's, it's really wonderful to see the people enjoying the podcast and enjoying just the, the conversations that we have with which is a uh, really nice yes okay thank you Stuart and I'll speak to you next week yeah cheers all the best Thank you.